Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your friendly neighborhood moviegoer, John L. And I'm back here again with another review. This time around, we're talking sci-fi, folks. Sci-fi with a great actor, an Adam Driver, and uh, dinosaurs. We're talking that movie that barely anybody watched this weekend, 65. And I wanted to start off by going to the Rotten Tomatoes scores, right? So as of right now, on Rotten Tomatoes, 72 critics have reviewed, and they've given it a 38%. And then with 500 plus verified audience ratings, is at a 63, right? So, you know, it's not a very popular movie. Uh, folks don't have that much great to say about it. And I was going into it knowing this already, right? But I did my best to keep an open mind because I didn't want to miss anything or at least feel like whatever I got from the movie um, was something that was predisposed, right? Went in there and said to myself, okay, let's be, uh, let's be on the lookout for some, uh, crappiness or whatever the case is. The synopsis reads, after a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, Pilot Mills, played by Adam Driver, quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth 65 million years ago. Now, with only one chance at rescue, Mills and the only other survivor, Koa, played by a young lady by the name of Ariana Greenblatt, must make their way across an unknown terrain riddled with the dangerous prehistoric creatures in an epic fight for survival. So the story begins, or should I say the film begins, with the premise that there are beings in other planets outside of planet Earth. And 65 million years ago, these beings were advanced, they had spaceships, and they traveled the galaxies. And lo and behold, Adam Driver was this, uh, didn't necessarily know what his actual job title was, but he he transported stuff, right? From different planets to different planets across different galaxies, right? So as the synopsis says, he goes into this unknown galaxy cluster, which was uh, met by an asteroid belt field, whatever your case you might want to call it. And he ended up on this nondescript planet that was out of the realm of knowledge from the world that he came from. Then, come to us, being that it was 65 million years ago, he landed on Earth. And then that's when the whole survival show begins. He ends up finding this young girl who was about 9 or 10 years old. She was a lone survivor from the cargo that he was transporting. The cargo were cryogenically 
frozen people who were being transported from one world to another. Don't necessarily know why, but they just were. And this little girl and her family were being transported in the ship. The ship crashes due to the fact that it was hit by that asteroid belt or that asteroid field. Um, it crashes on Earth. She's the lone survivor outside of Adam Driver, who's, who was the pilot of the ship. So then the survival games commence. For me, just watching the movie, I felt more engaged with the movie um, than I did with the movie that I watched the previous night and afternoon, which was Scream 6. I didn't get the intensity and the... Uh, what's the good word? I would say intensity, the thrills. There was actually a couple of jump scares in 65. Um, there were there were very tense moments during 65 as well. Like, you felt everything. Adam Driver acted the shit out of this goddamn movie. Um, he did a terrific job here. Uh, the young lady didn't really have much to do, but much like as to what's happening now on TV slash streaming, uh, we have the theme of a man uh, who left his homeland and his family behind and his young daughter who was sick before he left on this two-year expedition of whatever cargo he had to transport. Within that two-year period, his young daughter dies. Then he finds this young lady who has now lost her own family, and he basically has her as a surrogate daughter, in a sense, uh, after all of this, um, uh, after all these trials and tribulations and trying to survive in this prehistoric savage land. So that builds that bond and connection between the young lady that he was transporting and himself, and it built a lot of uh, tense moments, tender moments, uh, also very uh, thrilling moments, and the only thing I would say I didn't necessarily like about the movie was just the effects on the dinosaurs, right? Um, some people say uh, that there weren't enough dinosaurs in the movie, and I said to myself, eh, you know, this ain't Jurassic Park necessarily, you know what I'm saying? But I also do get the the notion that it's like, well, it's a savage land 65 million years ago on Earth. It was supposed to be inundated with dinosaurs all over the place. And I would figure, I mean, dinosaurs being animals within the sphere of Earth, it's like, well, you know, it's terrain. They mark territory, you know, depending on the kind of um, the kind of, uh, I would say, situations that were brought about in these savage lands, some were apex predators, others weren't. It showed you, the movie itself showed you the savagery between the dinosaurs themselves. They, they basically picked each other off and they killed each other because it was just all about survival at the end of the day. But some dinosaurs are bigger than others. And, you know, throughout 
at least American education, we've been uh, told that there have been, or that there were dinosaurs that were uh, herbivores, some omnivores, some just straight up carnivores. So depending as to wherever they landed, they basically landed in a very carnivorous part of Earth. Um, and they were basically, you know, running for their lives. And then the the gimmick was that in this large ship that Adam Driver piloted, there was an escape pod within this larger ship. And he eventually located the escape pod with whatever tools and resources that he had. They had very advanced technology 65 million years ago on other planets. And he was able to find uh, the, the, the shuttlecraft. And basically the mission then was for them to get from where the the main crash ship was to where the escape shuttle was. And the escape shuttle was on the top of a mountain. And so they had to get through all this savage wasteland. Uh, they got, they were uh, rummaging through forests, um, encountered tar pits, um, hot acidic ga- uh, geysers, and, and things of that nature. So they encountered all these different ecological um, set pieces in this savage wasteland that is Earth 65 million years ago and they used it to their advantage to eventually get to this mountain and reach the shuttle bay and the creation of all the suspense was very well done in my estimation um, between sometimes the separation between the between the two characters that had nothing to do with the dinosaurs then obviously having to do with the dinosaurs and just the elements that they were in I thought the movie was well done in that regard look folks this isn't going to be at least for me right understanding what the what the premise of the movie was this isn't super sophisticated sci-fi this isn't even Star Wars level sci-fi this isn't Dune level sci-fi this is action thriller suspense sci-fi and if you look at the movie before you go into the freaking theater it's an hour and 33 minutes it's an hour and a half movie you're not gonna get much depth out of this the young lady barely spoke they didn't speak the same language so they had so they had that particular barrier right so they had to create this outside of the just the uh, the bond between two survivors create a way that they can communicate, right? And with all that, in an hour and a half, how much depth to character do you really feel you can get in an hour and a half unless they were planning on making this um, some sort of a franchise, which I don't think they will be. Um, Pretty much ended in a very uh, finite way. But it brang, this movie brought all these different theories into light, like the asteroid theory that has always been spoken about, that asteroids hit the Earth 65 million years ago, and that's what uh, made the dinosaurs disappear. That's what basically ended the movie, right? And there were the, should I say, uh, the precursor to 
knowing, oh, this asteroid was coming to hit Earth. Was that asteroid field that he hit before his ship crashed into Earth? Right. So they gave us that particular viewpoint already when the movie started. So it only could have been that they were hitting Earth right before the dinosaurs are about to disappear. Um, it might be silly, but at the end of the day, not all sci-fi has to be serious. Um, and not all of it has to be like swashbuckling and adventurous. This is a very different take on the the living experience in our universe because if you look at it from a grander standpoint the mo- not to say that it but who's to say really who is to say my thought was the movie's basically telling us that there are sentient beings out there in the world who have this advanced technology even 65 million years ago now is that true to us here and on earth in 2023 most people will tell you no then if you get into conversations about well how did the egyptians build the pyramids and how did this come to be and how did that come to be and why is this found here and not there and it's like we got too many questions that are unanswered that you know carbon dating can necessarily answer right and there's not a complete written history of earth throughout the millions of years we have written human history for the last couple of thousand years but even that's kind of sketchy right so you know the movie just used uh, itself as a case to put a theory out there right there are certain beings in other worlds and other universes and with more advanced technology and that lived millions of years ago. And the reason as to why shit happened is because they came to visit first and, you know, whatever else have you, which led to the fatality of the, the plot in this movie. But like I said, Adam Driver was great in this movie. I thought that the, that the story was super easy to follow. Like I said, a lot of movies nowadays don't have to be super complex in order for you to be a fan of it. I would recommend it. It's, it's a popcorn movie for real. It's not that long. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. The suspense in it is is uh, is well put together. So that means that the writing was, was good. And you get decent action, even though it's not an over-the-top action film, but... You get the action in where it uh, it displaces the suspense, but it also gives you the the overview of well, they're trying to survive. Someone's got to die, you know. So <laughs> that's really much about it uh, in regards to '65. Uh, regardless of what the Rotten Tomato scores and what the uh, the the cinema scores are, I had a fun time with this movie. It was released on March 10th. Uh, it's another one from uh, Columbia Pictures slash Sony. Uh, PG-13. And yeah, man. Go out and watch this one. It's fun. And 
If you don't find it suspenseful or thrilling, hey, we all differ in opinion sometimes. But to me, it worked better in the thriller slash suspense and intensity category than the supposed horror film I had watched the night before. So that tells you that. But anyways, folks, it's been real. It's been me, John L., your favorite, <laughs> your friendly neighborhood moviegoer. Uh, next week, I'll see what comes about movie-wise. I had two scheduled. Uh, the new Shazam film, Fury of the Gods. And I also have the new Willem Dafoe film set for Friday. That particular film, it's just him by himself. It's called Inside. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviews are already out for it. Not very positive as of yet, but it is what it is. I'm still going to watch it. I did want to watch Champions as well. So I'll see if I can get around to it this weekend as well and set up a review uh, for you guys for Champions as well because I wasn't able to catch it this weekend due to uh, work getting in the way. So, with that being said, I recommend 65, folks. If you don't want to watch it in theaters, I guess you can do the digital and on-demand thing with it if you don't want to spend your money in that movie theater. But if you don't want to go the regular round, the, like the eighteen ninety nine movie ticket, catch yourself a matinee. Twelve ninety nine. That's what I did. <laughs> At least here in New York. Depending as to wherever you are in the world, matinees might be different pricing. So if you can catch a matinee throughout the week or on a weekend, get it for the cheap, folks. Get it for the cheap. You don't have to watch this in like an IMAX or Adobe Cinema. They probably don't have it on uh, premium screens. You'll still enjoy it nonetheless on a regular screen. Um, so yeah, there's that. 65. <sighs> Recommendation from me. Thank you for listening, folks, as always. Um, the YFNMG community is continuing to grow. I appreciate everybody, both nationally here in the U.S. and internationally across the globe. UK, all of Europe, Pacific Islands, South America, my, my people's out in Asia, thank you, Australia, I see you, um, uh, my people's out in the continent of Africa, I appreciate all the love, man, I, I really, really do, <laughs> uh, you guys are rocking with me, so I'm going to continue to put out this content, and, uh, continue to entertain and inform that's what i'm here for i'm about this y'all take care of yourselves be good stay healthy and um be good to one another right i'm about i'll check you out next time have a good one